Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven's Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Ivers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah, so make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com. In this episode of Conversations with a Shaman, we get into episode 10, Stewardship. What is it to be a good steward? How do we go about in doing so? Are we being a good steward to ourselves every moment of every day? This and so much more in this episode of Inside the Raven's Eye. Thanks for listening and enjoy. All right, so we are on to episode 10. That is stewardship. And kind of looking at my list here, and the last episode we did was gratitude. When I was thinking about stewardship in reference to the previous episode, gratitude, I think of the seed of greatness and kind of having that starting point of being a steward is myself, you know, to take care of myself and begin to learn the lessons around that of to nurture my seed of greatness, to grow, and then let's go back even more and talk about the ripple effect and then it starts to ripple out you know the home that you live you know or your family the home that you live and then could expand even more about maybe you're an entrepreneur you want to own your own business and it ripples out even more and so this way of stewardship i think it for me anyways and and thinking about my own life in reference to stewardship is i had to start somewhere and that is always been myself. I've had to and continue to learn about being a good steward and how to take care of myself. It's just like fire making. You know, I, I'm the one responsible for my own fire. I got to go, you know, create the fire. I have to maintain the fire. I have to keep it going. So it, it's kind of funny. I was steward, stewardship looking through my little list here, how it's really kind of, it's been kind of leading up to this stewardship, really, all these episodes, everything. And it's it's really a, a blessing to be able to even take this moment to look at this and realize it and kind of see the connected dots, you know, and how the stars really do align with all this. But yeah, that was just my little way of looking at stewardship. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you take it from there. Oh, that's beautiful. I think that I know something sometimes in my life and then all of a sudden I realize that I'm learning about what I thought I knew something about as if I were an infant again. You know, this, this uh, ripple effect is beautiful and I like how you mentioned it because I would like to say listen to the first introduction of Puppet versus Master and then go through and listen to every episode up through however many episodes are published that's the introduction the first plop in the pond every episode after that 
is a ripple going out. And then whatever episode is the most recent published episode, go ahead and create the time and then go to backwards as if you've hit the shoreline and the ripples are now going back to the introduction one at a time. Don't start over again and drop mm. another ripple. Just go ahead and descend back through in that reverse chronological order that allows you to perspective. That's true. This topic, puppet versus master. Mastering self is such an art of delicacy and practice and humility and so many things. And being able to come to a place where I thought I knew what stewardship was, even when I was asked to present some information, they I was asked to give a talk and present uh, a talk to some people on the topic of stewardship years ago, like 30 years ago. Mm. And wow, when I think about that and what I presented and what I think I understand now about stewardship are completely different. So coming from gratitude into stewardship, like you're mentioning also, is important because let's say I bought a 1969 Volkswagen Squareback Type 3, which I did, <laughs> and I was out washing this old car in probably about 1990, 91, somewhere maybe around there. And my younger brother came outside and he said, why do you wash that old piece of crap? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, because my father taught me that I should take care of everything that I have. Hmm. And he just said, hmm. And then I saw him begin to do the same. Because, see, we have that same father. <laughs> <laughs> My dad always said, take care of what you have. So we've talked about that in creating the fire and maintaining the fire. And, you know, you don't want to start over again. So when it comes to stewardship, the ability to maybe take care of something that can't do what you see can be done, perhaps. Now, I'm going to have to illustrate that in so many different ways because that's kind of vague. And I want to get very specific about taking care of something that maybe can't take care of itself. So that Type 3 Volkswagen couldn't wash itself. It couldn't change its own oil. It couldn't rotate its own tires. I'm lending favor to its longevity. I'm lending favor to its beauty. I'm lending favor to its authenticity. I'm lending favor to its ongoing mechanics of this, what we call effective, consistent effective increase. Mm. And as I begin to share this uh, personal love, if you will, with this vehicle, then it begins to respond in a good way. It does like that I'm giving it consistent oil changes and consistent tire rotations and consistent cleaning and this consistent love, this consistent care. And so how would I 
do that. Yes, my, my dad said, hey, take care of what you have. But see, I didn't know a lot about that until there were some things that all of a sudden I didn't have. And I realized things like, I wonder what would have happened if I took better care of that or something along those lines. So now we're just going to hurry and go to a straight shot right to the self. So when I say, what about when we come to notice by some sort of result taking place, ourself, so we have physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, remember, okay? And when we realize one day that maybe we haven't been changing our oil and rotating our tires and doing the essentials that lend favor to a longevity of self and this consistent effective increase, then, and you know, and every other episode you think about it, okay, like we talked about, but if I'm not lending favor to caring for myself, because it's weird, uh, you know, caring for something that can't really care for itself. So I can't, I, I can change the oil on the car and I can kind of change my own oil. I can do cleanses or I can, you know, give myself good fuel, things like that. But it's kind of interesting with self because I am the only one that can do those things for myself. Mm-hmm. And yet, how many of us don't? How many of us absolutely refuse to steward the greatest gift that we've ever been given? And then all of a sudden, when we don't have what we thought we did, in other words, when maybe something is compromised, all of a sudden a surgery comes upon us, all of a sudden my grandfather's driving down the road one day, and he had a heart attack. I don't think that was in his planner. So, what is that sudden thing that takes place sometimes in our lives, and when we're talking about our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual selves, why is there all of a sudden one day a mental breakdown? Why isn't there this fueling going on to prevent the breakdown? Why are not we taught how to be stewards of self? Why are we not taught how to be stewards of why? Why are we not taught how to be stewards of self? Did I keep saying that? Yeah. Why are we not taught how to take care of ourselves? in the most effective manner by learning how to create the fire, be consistent with our fires and maintaining them and all these other things as a child, creating those habits so that we're not going to have all these possibilities of, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual breakdowns, if you will, because of the lack of stewarding the greatest gift that we ever had. And then all of a sudden when it's compromised, oh, I can't walk. Wow. I didn't know that walking was such a big part of my life. Oh my gosh, I miss walking. Wow, thank you, body, for all that walking I got to do. You know, hopefully we're going to the gratitude place because without the gratitude place, I can't come into stewardship. I can't be thankful for that car. I mean, I can't steward that car. Excuse me. I can't steward that car unless there was some sort of gratitude for it. So... At that time, I got that Volkswagen Type 3. I had gone uh, about five years without a driver's license due to alcohol-related offenses, you know, and jail times, etc., etc. I was very thankful to finally get a car because, see, during the time period of getting all those uh, offenses and, and, and building up a little 
uh, bad track record, if you will, for a period of time in my life before quitting alcohol and realizing that the results that I was getting were not effective in my life. And so previous to that, I did not have that real gratitude. I kept kind of breaking the rules, if you will. And then I had to come to this place of, okay, uh, live within the boundaries. What are the laws? Live within the boundaries. I started riding a bike. I rode a bike everywhere. I used to ride about 40 miles a day round trip to get to work. And so when I began doing that and riding the UTA bus and during the winter, uh, the transit system here in Utah and other things, it brought a great level of humility to me and helped me understand how much I really did appreciate having a driver's license, how much I really did appreciate having a vehicle. But see, even then, having physical problems like leg calf perthes disease, asthma, you know, allergies, all these chronic issues through my life, coming to the point that I am right now, currently, as I'm speaking in this current episode about how grateful I am for my physical, my mental, my emotional, and my spiritual, and how many times in my life certain aspects of all of those, and sometimes all of them at once, have been compromised to one degree or another. Teaching myself by grasping the truth that I could outside of myself and implementing it into myself so that I could articulate new ways of living that would benefit me in the long run, granting me longevity, so that right now as I'm speaking this and saying, wow, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for my physical, my mental, my emotional and spiritual, and oh wow, do I want to go the extra mile in taking care of myself? And if I could teach every child you know, even just to brush their teeth and floss their teeth so that they don't have dental issues. Or if I could just teach them the value of planting a seed and watching it grow and seeing how they have an influence on life outside of them. So they begin to see that they have an influence on the life inside of them. Because in a way, if we're walking down a river, so imagine you're walking down a river now, okay? And you're just in this slow running little one foot deep river. And on one side of the bank, it's decaying. It's dead. Everything appears like there's no life. And on the other side, it seems abundant. Wouldn't that bother you to some degree? Mm. Wouldn't you want to do something about that? Why is this side all vibrant and this side isn't? Mm. So, can I start to do things that would be from me acting on the outside to the inside of the life force on that side of the river by introducing certain aspects. Maybe there's been, uh, you know, some, some uh, chemicals introduced to the soil, maybe whatever. But once there begins to be a care towards it, a reminder to the life force and effort that is uh, cultivated in the sense of saying, you know what, this is going to be at least as good as that side. And then all of a sudden it becomes so plush that the other side begins to look a little bit uh, frail. <laughs> and so we begin to luster that as well. So we can go about, like I've always said in these episodes, especially in speaking about wilderness survival, when I'm out there and I'm scanning, I'm looking for the most beautiful premier campsite that I can find. I want to beautify. I love beautifying. Everywhere I go, I just want to make it better. So back to self. Go inside, go to that most unfamiliar landscape and terrain 
your soul. Learn it. Learn your environment inside. Begin to give yourself the benefit of your food, your water, your shelter, your your fire. Begin to give yourself the benefit in fueling yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And understand that if you go the extra mile every day, like in gathering all that extra firewood, then when something might be going a little sour, you're not going to be taken down to bottom level to have to start all over again. You're probably going to have some burning embers left in there that you can work with. Does that make sense like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. So when it comes to being a steward, okay, and, and, I, and I say, okay, you just got to take care of something to be a steward. No, it's so much deeper than that to me now. It's such a sacred approach to the life, the stewardship, this, this wanting to attend to all living things as if we have an ability to influence it to become even greater, even more. Consistent, effective, increase, increase. The more I'm doing inside to, to keep myself well, and not just so that I don't have trouble later. See, this is, that's just a little bit of it. The big part is so that I begin to radiate that in which I am becoming. And as I am becoming more and more of this love and light, as I am becoming more and more of this mirror of love and light, and lending a permission to others who are seeking the same, the level, the exponential level in which we are able to influence, ripple effect others to coming to that light and in them in that same way, we are in that time period on this planet right now. Understand, this, this episode right now is dedicated to the young people. Okay, This particular episode, stewardship, dedicated to you young people. Puppet versus master. You live in a world and it seems as if everybody out there and all these authority figures and all these systems have a say over you. Uh-uh. Erase that thinking. Get rid of that thinking. Understand that you are and you have the ability to influence that on the outside of you. We are in the greatest evolutionary process in the entire history of this planet in which we can not just annihilate and, and eradicate this darkness, but we are curtailing through stewardship. So start taking care of yourself. Stop making excuses that your life is hard. Stop making excuses that you can't do anything about it. Stop making any excuse whatsoever about anything in your life that says you do not have a say to influence it to the better because you do and you can and you must. And when you do, you will see that seed begin to sprout because you're nurturing something. You're giving something that water. You're giving something that extra. You're going that extra mile. You're doing something more than. You're beautifying. You're increasing. You are an active part of an evolution in this history. And you will be remembered in the essence of the stars forever for doing this because that's why you're here. Wake up. Washae. Wake up. I said this is dedicated to the young people. Man, have I come alive right now.
This is important. You must take care of yourself. You must erase racism. You must erase it all. We are all eternal human beings. Who cares what size, what shape, what color, what anything whatsoever. All you have to do is say, hey, we have a common ground. We're humans, and we are all here to remember we are eternal, and we are all here to shift this very essence of what is going on on the planet right now to radiate to the fullest potential ever before the greatest love and light through the humans upon this planet, and we are. Stewardship. You can't make something better on the outside of you very well when you don't make things better on the inside first. I just wanted to add, there was this one thing that reminded me so much of what you were saying <laughs> is for, especially for the young and be in, the, in a world <laughs> that we can be, it gives the illusion that there's a lot of puppeteering going on. And I remember that you, probably many times have told me, I don't want to do that. And, and having this, there's a very beautiful essence. I'm being able to say no to something. And especially when there is a lot of authority figures or this illusion of authority figures trying to tell you what to do in your life. And for the young to know that there's something very beautiful in you and saying the word no, that's a beautiful thing. And I think sometimes in association in society, sometimes we think of no as being a negative thing. It can actually be a positive. When someone's saying, sorry, don't do that right now, even though that may be something really strong for you, stand up and say, no, I am a, I'm taking care of myself. I'm going to be a steward to myself, and I don't. you have no influence on my, on my life, on my children's life, on all these powerful ways. So I wanted to share that with people, the listening um for the listener um, listening right now is especially maybe it is <laughs> I'm not going after parents right now but if there is sometimes parenting is is it's kind of like I, I just went back to when you were talking about when you would the parents would drop off the kids to you and say fix my kid and I, th I believe that you said well sometimes it's the parents that need, that need fixing and for kids to stand on their own two feet and be the be the teachers right now be the teachers be the the leaders sometimes even even in family be that powerful example and even saying when you when god is speaking within you when you have to say you know no i'm going to i'm going to take care of myself i'm going to do this i'm going to do that to better nurture my seed within myself. I, there's just something within me right now of just wanting to talk about the power of saying no for some strange reason. It, it just seems to, perhaps this is just standing. Well, I'm going to switch that and, and I'm going to say uh, yes. Say yes. Give yourself permission to say yes. Yes to what? Yes to your innate self. Yes to your mm -hmm. eternal being. Yes to your power. Yes to your ability to set sacred boundaries that do not tolerate any other negative information outside of you to sway you from what you are, who you are, where you're going. So guess what? You must stand firm upon a foundation. If you do not create, so this is why stewardship and everything else that I talk about 
go inside and do the work. Because if you are not standing on a firm foundation, you will crumble. If you are not standing on a firm foundation that you have created, that you know, that you have come to believe and support and understand about who you are, that you can stand up to anything without any doubt, no matter who comes to you and says, oh, that's a bunch of crap. Hey, you know what? Tough beans. You can't sway my beliefs, pal. Okay, because they are sound. My foundation is firm. It cannot crumble. That's what I'm saying. Stand up, like Alan said. And I'm saying, yes, yes, give yourself permission to be that seed of greatness and develop it and steward it. And then once you have that firm foundation, then begin to open up your mouth and your efforts to others under the umbrella of stewardship. Mm. Amen. All right, there we have episode 10 of Puppet versus Master, Stewardship. Stewardship is a crucial part, I believe, in being educated about. For me, I, I know I have very little knowledge of this powerful way of living. However, I strive every day, moment to moment, to learn and grow in a way of being a good steward for myself and all life around me. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to share this with your loved ones, family, and friends. Give us a rating and follow us so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening, and much love, and God bless.